This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Another world. Another time. Another age. Thra. A wondrous planet circling three suns. And at its center, the crystal of truth. The heart of Thra and the source of all life. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. You were never beautiful. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. No arguing with trees. We here on this week's episode talk television. This week was my week. I chose uh, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Season 1, Episode 1, End, Begin, All the Same. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail@geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. I assure you we will watch it and then talk about it. So, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I had watched the entirety of the first episode of this when, when I suggested it. I was mistaken, so I had to watch it today because I had read some things i'm like i don't remember seeing that and then i realized i only made it like a third of the way through the episode but it's pretty long it 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 did it was an hour and it didn't it, feel like an hour it, it was very slow paced what all right before we get down that way chris you said you had never seen the dark crystal karen had have you seen that movie i feel like i might have but not when you know, not when people were young and saw it and like grew an attachment to it. If I did see it, I saw it late, later in life. Okay, because like somebody made me watch it. Because gotcha, and I... it didn't make that much of an impression. Sorry. Right. No. I mean, and that's the thing. Like I had seen it way back when, and the the movie didn't stick with me, but the puppetry did, which is kind of weird that I separated those two things in my brain. Um. Chris, having absolutely no basis for this, how, what, like, what was your experience? Did you watch the movie? Because that was up in the air whether you were going. Yeah, to Yeah, no, that. I, I did not. I went into this uh, completely blind. Um, you know, I like, like I said, I didn't. I've never actually seen the original movie, but mm -hmm. I've like physically seen imagery you know, it, of it, imagery yeah. and stuff before, and I have always been very put off by what the gelflings look like okay like i just i think they're hideous and frightening and I, I i know that's not really what you're supposed to think of the gelflings they're the good guys but right. the, i've just and i i am a huge henson fan you know like, right. i am just a gigantic fan of jim henson but the the gelflings in this just have always looked awful to me and uh that carried through to this i just they don't emote very well their faces are very very stiff 
Um, and shockingly, like the bad guys showed way more emotion. The Skeksis were awesome. The Skeksis were fan. Everything, everything except the Gelflings, I thought looked really, really good. Um, I loved all of the puppetry. I loved all the, you know, the CG integration was nice and subtle. It was uh, it, really, this was just a very visually nice looking thing to, to, to see. I was very happy with all of the visuals that I saw. Um, it was just my distaste for the, the, the look of the Gelfling characters. I just really did not care for them. And, but <laughs> once I got used to that, um, I, I rather liked them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked the characters. I thought the story was somewhat interesting. I recognized, you know, Mark Hamill right off the bat. And <laughs> You know, it's funny because the, the whole premise of this is you know they're trying to find the elixir of life kind of thing and when they finally do suck the essence out of one of the gelflings and they they drank it it sounded like some of them just cleared their throats because a lot of the the voice acting that is done for those the the now Gelflings stuck in my head. The the Skeksis. Skeksis is very phlegmy. <laughs> and like as I'm watching this, like you can hear Mark Hamill. Absolutely. Like I couldn't pick out another notable. Me neither. I didn't pick out anybody else. And and I like the entire time that I hear him, I I'm like, <clears throat> just just <clears throat> do that. <clears throat> you could do that. And and then you would be a clearer Mark Hamill. Um the story is that I can't. Now, this is just from what I've seen this time because I can't remember the original story. But the crystal powers all in this world. The Skeksis have weaseled their way into protecting it, and I am air quoting that. But they are trying. They have. They are. They are taking power from it to keep themselves youthful in some way. Yeah, shape, they or are. Form. You know false uh false gods or whatever you want to call it they're a yeah. uh, bunch of stinking liars yeah they are they, they are a horrible horrible brood and the the gelflings for all of the bunch of suckers yeah for all of the non-emotion that they don't show like they don't emote visually at all because they're i mean to say that they're Faces are rubbery, but it's yes, it's a puppet. They are. They're extremely rubbery in and comparison that's... to everything else that shows up on the screen. Like even um, at the very beginning, there's two of them, and I can't remember I, any of their names because they're all very different names. Um, two of them are wandering through the, the 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 castle, and they come across these two chefs or cooks yeah and they're stealing their food and stuff like that and those cooks showed more emotion and and more facial cues than the pseudo main characters of this show well i mean it's 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 one of the traps you run into when you design uh, a character that looks so human you know they are they're okay i get what you're saying uh, you, you know what i mean like they have about approximately the same amount of surface area of skin as a human does. Mm-hmm. And you know, what you make those puppets out of is not as flexible, especially at the time. And this, you know, had the, uh, the, the task of also fitting in with the original and not making it look completely outdated. So which they is... were, they were sticking with, uh, you know, that, that design, which 
you know, it, it, if you think about like other Henson type Henson type characters, there aren't that many that have this kind of skin to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've got the uh, the original Ninja Turtles movie, but those were far more complicated right, designs. Right, right, you know, right. those were full body suits, and uh, there was a ton of animatronics in their uh, like in the actual masks that they wore. Um, but for the most part, you're talking. You know stuff like Yoda, uh, who is who is very old and very puppet like, but the because he's so old, he's got like this wrinkly skin yeah, and these texture. Gelflings, yeah, there's a lot of texture. These Gelflings have very smooth elf like skin, and uh, it's it's just not a great look. Um, Which is weird. But you're like, right. The even if they just is, even if they just uh, felt it, felted it a little bit, like just gave it some sort of texture. It it it, it reminded me of those old like. Uh, mad, I think they were called mad balls. That you, it was just, it, you, <laughs> yeah, mad balls. You remember, like it was just a mouth that stayed in the same exact position and just opened and closed. And I, I get it. It is a puppet, but then on the same screen you have these gigantic monster-like things that are waving about and showing. Uh, well, I mean, you know, more they are by design. And, They've got beaks. They don't yeah. have. You know, they don't have skin that needs to, you know, move around and stuff to properly show what it's doing. It's it was I don't know. To me, it was just a they gave more to the villainous side of this story. Like like they're visually there's more to that than the, the 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 good guy side. And I maybe to me, that's just like a weird choice because I as I'm watching it. I it's very difficult outside of clothing to tell who is who or what is what. Yeah. And there was a point in time where it's actually the imagery on the, the, the IMDB page. One of them is watching the other one die. Now at a quick glance, I couldn't tell who was dying or who was watching because everything was sort of blocked. There was a lot of light. You couldn't tell what was someone was wearing. Like, I the two of the soldier gelflings go down into this catacombs. They get separated, and I thought maybe I took my eyes away from the screen too long that the female, you know, soldier was the one being de-essenced. And then I realized no, it it, it wasn't. Was it? No, it was. Because then when I was watch when I continued to watch, it looked like it was one of the princesses. So I still don't know who actually died. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> I mean, as far as I could tell, it was the it was the girl soldier. Yeah, it was the girl soldier. Okay, because I thought she had more of an armor look on her, and then when it it, it like do you, do you understand what my point is like it was it was it's it was confusing. Um, I mean, I'm with you on the fact that they were difficult to tell apart, but that that much I got so. I, and it's I was like I said I was I may have turned away and not paid attention and like I'm I was so drawn in by everything else around it because those those characters were like even though they were gruesome were stunning like the, I didn't like like they the the pus one was yeah just that like, was too much all right stop it <laughs> that was too much just, could you stop please i'm done i'm done with this particular joke but like the mark hamill the the scientist that dude that was 
sort of supposed to be like the stupid one, but they then kept coming up with, hey, this is why you should be thinking it this way kind of thing. And like all of those were far more interesting than any of the Gelfling stuff that that <laughs> that happened on screen. And there was a lot of story in there. You got the the underground yeah, there was. underground Gelflings that are being charged with saving the the world, their world in essence. Um the the royal Gelfling family that there's a weird I, I don't know I it, it's sort of anti um commoner like the whole royal family thing that 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 situation with the um necklace like, oh yeah geez i already forgot all about like, that yeah that was part of the story the the, the so who returned the necklace though nobody Didn't, like her just, her mom returned the necklace i think is what it looked i don't remember but that but that was the thing no like, they took the the necklace from the wife and then the mom was wearing it the skexies gave it to the mom right the, and then the but queen. afterwards somebody gave it back I never saw that. Okay, yeah, it, it was like right at the end of the, the episode. Farmer. Farmer. Okay, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't notice the necklace being given back or given to somebody else because <clears throat> I wasn't paying that much attention because I found this very generic. I found the story not that it was bad or anything, but it was like, oh, okay, it's a resist, it's a fantasy resistance kind of thing. Here we've got the you know privileged princess who doesn't realize she's living in a corrupt system and she's you know being denied knowledge because then she'll figure out that her whole family's evil and then like everything was like a standard trope of a fantasy um mm -hmm. kind of rebellion story and it wasn't there was nothing special about the story everything special about this show is in the way it looks which is great and phenomenal for the most part but like there was nothing there to make me want to like keep watching it like okay i've seen this before i there's nothing here i haven't seen before aside from the things i'm actually looking at yeah no i and i i agree with all of that in what you're saying and, I, and i'm thinking to myself maybe it it back in when it did originate you know was that a trope was that storyline already done multiple times? I don't know. The f when I went into this, I wanted to see a more updated version from what my what I remembered, and what I got was like a 1080p version of it. It sort of it it looked really 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 similar from what I remembered, and that's. Not what I was looking for. I was I didn't want the Gelflings to look as bad, for lack of a better term, at, as they did. I wanted them to figure out a way to make it look more realistic or whatever. It feels like they said, well, it looks as if they took those puppets out of storage and just started using them again. And granted, the the world that they were in, like the, the sets and the costumes, like they were great. They were beautiful. And the incorporation, like you said, Chris, of, of the CGI was, it wasn't, it didn't stand out, but you could. Yeah, it wasn't jarring. It wasn't jarring, but like, I, I don't know. I I feel like I expected a little bit more from it than I got. Same here. It, it had been built up from people I know and, and have been hearing online of just being so far beyond anything like just one of the best fantasy stories that's ever been told on tv like really really like 
the highest imaginable praise on this show. And I just, I'm, I'm with Karen. I just, I really wasn't very sucked into the story. I, and not again, that it was like, it wasn't particularly bad. It just was okay. But what makes this special? You know, like, uh, it's nothing. Yeah. There really isn't anything that makes this particularly special. And that's pretty problematic. Uh, for a show like this because right. it's like i mean it it is special in what it is the the puppetry of it that is special that is unique but story wise yeah story wise no. was where it just really just left me cold and you know that's that's kind of a shame cuz uh, that i i really wanted to be super interested in this and i've heard that it does get you know it gets a lot better and more interesting as it goes but yeah, and I know you don't. You don't just give a TV show its pilot episode and then be done with it. But uh, I don't know. It's... But this isn't the this isn't the pilot. Yeah, this is a Netflix show. This is set in. The, I mean, it is still the first episode. It's all about setting the stage, and there's a lot to be learned and stuff. There's a whole lot to it. I wasn't disinterested in it per se. Just it didn't really grab me. When in a world mm-hmm. where there's so many other shows out there that do this kind of stuff way better and way more interesting it's a uh, was kind of hard to be particularly uh enthralled by what was happening on the show yeah it's a shame too because the the henson legacy i feel deserves a better story like, indeed and you know maybe there is in fact a better story here maybe there is more to this than i know uh, you know i'm sure I'm just thinking about all the posts I've seen from so many people are just like, I can't believe how good the, why is this the best show on television? Why is this so good? How is it so good? And I'm just, I mean, I'm clearly missing something We're we're clearly missing something big here, but. Mm. And this is, and I'm kind of surprised that we all like, this is a, a rarity that we all agree on it, but we're not agreeing that it's bad. We, we, we're looking at it like, this should be better. It's not that, you know, it's not yeah. terrible. I it's it's missing something. And yeah, it's it doesn't feel, you know, like the first episode of Avatar the Last Airbender isn't the greatest piece of television in the history of mankind, but you can tell why it's special pretty immediately. Mm-hmm. When you know, whether you whether it's for you or not, you can tell what makes that particular thing special. This didn't have that. There was no there was no character on this show that was charismatic enough for me to not care that we're dealing with a bunch of tropes here. Right. And that just like we saw apparently a well for within the first episode a main character die. Because and it was funny cuz as I was I was watching it and you know within the first I don't know 10 minutes they do that weird dreamy hand thing. And I thought, man, Netflix is, they're doing their weird fantasy sex thing, but they're sort of hiding it. And no, that's not, there's a later scene where she's like, we should do this. And she was talking to her mother. I was like, oh, so it's not a sex thing. Okay. Like, I, there were characters that just came and went. I didn't care. It, it It's nothing about it made me want to watch the next episode, which is a shame. Yeah. And I did not watch the next episode. I moved on to other things. Then later on when we're talking the news, we're going to be talking about a lot of other things that are going to be available. Um, I, my worry 
about this is that going into it blind was not the right thing to do. Maybe watching the original, getting that basis of like not watching, like watching episode one of Star Wars without having the basis of four, five, and six, would that have made episode one better? No. Okay. <laughs> do you understand? But not ha- do you understand no, what I'm not saying? Having, not having that info is not what makes episode one necessarily bad. You know, episode one works as a... If, if we want to dive down that ro- road, episode one works as a prequel because it can stand as the first thing you see. If you watch that, you don't you're not missing anything because you don't know that Palpatine is eventually going is is Darth Sidious. Okay. You're not missing anything. You get there's and I don't know missing's the wrong wrong no, word because there saying. is there is some extra joy to knowing that. You know, there is parts of the show that be, the movie that become more interesting if you know that already, but it doesn't make it unwatchable. It doesn't break it. Gotcha. And I don't know that this is I don't know that this show is that situation. I, I think that the I think that the actual problem with it isn't isn't that it's a uh, you know we didn't see the original movie and we don't know where it's going or anything like that. I think it's really just more a case of well this just isn't that interesting. And which is which is a shame because there are certain aspects of it that are stunning. And, yeah, there are. And, and I and, part of me wants to say that I sh- I will give it more of a shot and see if it gets see if it gets more interesting but I don't like looking at those things. I don't like looking at the the gelflings and uh, you know which is weird because the other things are way more horrible looking. Like they they are. You know what I mean? Like the things that we found more interesting outside of that whole mucusy snot thing, like they are supposed to be hideous and the gelflings are supposed to be the calming pretty things and it's not there's that what's that that uh something valley uncommon valley uncanny uncanny valley Valley. like you're you're right you look at it and there's they tried they got close but just not close enough for it was i don't know it's a shame i want i expected so much more from this but apparently and, and i don't feel like this is the uh pilot's disease because there was a lot of story there. It's just it was an interesting story. You know, it was just it was it was super expositiony and yeah, we, yeah, like the whole. Intro. I should, you know, we could give it more of a chance and see where it goes, but you know, there's there's other stuff mm-hmm. to do, other stuff to watch, and yeah, yeah. Well, there's only so many hours in the day. That's very true. Well, I guess it's a swing and a miss for uh, on my pick, but you know. It happens every once. It in was all. a worthy. It was definitely worthy of us watching. You know, like that was. It's definitely something that I've been meaning to watch because, like I said, so many people I know are like, "This is unbelievable. How is this so good?" And and do you think I, that I really was that s- was that played into it? The 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 hype, if you will. I mean, there was definitely a, a hype aspect to this because you know this is a a piece of Jim Henson's work that I just don't have any uh real knowledge of, you know. This is a it's it's kind of a big deal to me. And it just didn't connect and uh it's what it is. Swing and a miss. All right. Well, I wish I was in on it. 
Yeah, that's a shit. This is this is from our childhood, and to see, this is the kind of thing that makes me wary of a lot of the things that I see coming up in the news about reboots and 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 whatnot. That this is something that I should have been more engaged in, should have been more interested in seeing, and when I watched it, I was left wanting. So it is. What yeah, it is. is. It is kind of amazing that it's just like this really didn't didn't do it for any of us. All right. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh when we get back we're going to talk <laughs> we're going to talk about the peacock. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Take some news. When we come back, stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk news. First up from Nerdist.com. Um, okay. 90s series Ghost Rider is getting an Apple TV reboot. Now, Ghost, Ghost Rider was PBS, right? I think so, yeah. I think that's where it came from. So... I don't have a familiarity with this show. Oh no! This no. is such a cute show. Was it? Because I'm oh looking my God. at there's a, a a gif was like the thing green thing coming out of the computer was that I'm assuming that's from the show. <laughs> I, that was the Ghost Rider, right? The little green dot. God, I barely remember this show. Yeah, I 
my story is not loading okay. correctly, but uh, yeah, there was like an invisible thing that would write, and it was a ghost. And I remember like, the solve color mysteries green. Mysteries or something. Yeah, they solved mysteries. I think there was a cute dog. They were all extremely like '90s in their wardrobe. You should read books, kind of stuff. Yeah, so that, and that's what I figured because that's uh, similar to what they're doing now. It's going to be a retooling, but it's going to be for current times. Um, which probably won't look much different because much like all the shows of the 90s, the fashions are back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, according to Deadline, each episode will feature a story arc grouped around famous literature featuring a mix of classics and new writings by authors like DJ Michael and Kwame Alexander. I don't know either one of those. And I'm not that illiterate. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> no, it's the story finally loaded. Okay. <laughs> um, piece of crap. So it, it's standard, you know, reading rainbow kind of stuff, I feel like. I like that idea. I like that kind of, hey, kids, this is an interesting, engaging way for you to learn more about literature. Yep. And it's coming to Apple TV Plus. Are we saying the plus? Yeah, we'll say the plus. There's a, just forewarning, there is a lot of streaming news today. A lot. So you may want to take notes just to decide on which service you want to get because right now I don't know which one I'm thinking about because there's so freaking many. Um, I think we're just going to cover the Disney Plus chunk all in one. Uh, that's a probably good plan. Yeah. So, at the very one of the last links that I posted was a a list of the stuff coming to Disney Plus, and we highlighted a couple of articles. Um, one of them was about uh, the like the '90s afternoon cartoon block, the Disney stuff, the Disney afternoon, <laughs> the '90s afternoon. TV block. You know, you mean it, the Disney afternoon? Was that was that what it was called? <laughs> I oh my, my god! god. <laughs> yes, it is the Disney afternoon. Okay, so the that Disney was... afternoon is coming to Disney Plus. Um, so Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, Ducktales, all the ones that you you expect to see. Um, I do like, and the ones that you don't. It's it's not. So when they announced this. It was uh, it was like here's our optimal Disney afternoon lineup, and it was like the most popular one, where it was Ducktales and uh, was jeez, oh, Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, or not Goof Troop, maybe Goof Troop was in there. Rescue Duck Rangers, Ducktales, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing. There you go, Tailspin, and Tailspin. it was like, oh well, what about the rest of them? Well, the original, 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 the OG uh, Gummy Bears is also included. <laughs> the later stuff, Bonkers, Gargoyles. <laughs> Everything that was ever part Gummy of bears the... bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventure that's beyond compare. Damn right. They, they are, are the gummy, gummy bears. bears. <laughs> so, the, yeah, so all those shows, all of the Disney afternoon shows are going to be on there. Even, like, the, the Aladdin show and the Hercules show, like, the super late, late into the game stuff. Now, they don't have uh, Gargoyles, the Goliath Chronicles listed. Uh, it might just be that they're considering that they are the last season of that show. Okay. Um hard to say but uh regardless that was a pretty amazing uh thing they, like they for, had a lot of good cartoons like they on, did on you know TV. They, 
they, they were these these were like the things that you know, this is what we came home to after school you know these are very 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 uh, seminal shows for a lot of kids and it was a golden age too like i don't feel like there is this now for kids no like, no there's not because there, i mean there's the all man, sorts you know? of different you know options for people now it's peak tv but that this time every single kid you knew watched this like, yeah this is what everybody did yeah. And it was, I mean, and it was, you know, there was, there was some competition, you know, it was like, well, I mean, you could watch this or, or you could watch Batman, the animated series. And then they were like, okay, well, fine. Batman, the animated series will make gargoyles. And it was, there was so much good animation on back then. It was, you know, it was what you did after school. And it was a bit, it was a big story to have this stuff show up so. as like. Because they also have not been very accessible, right? Particularly was, things like Gummy Bears. Yes. Ducktales was released on DVD with all the episodes in no particular order, which was really frustrating. Like the, having these all together and like really accessible is a huge deal. So that was pretty big. Yeah, and and see, like, okay, so and later on, we we posted or one of us posted uh, a tweet about their Marvel stuff coming as well and when i that was the other shoe drop that was like that is humongous and then i found that list and the the it's a a list of all of the disney movies and television shows that they will have available to them um and a lot of them include dates like years of of production and as i scroll through it like there was like 1979 like um spider-woman cartoon mm-hmm. and like all of it up until late 90s spider-man like that's 20 years of 20 years plus of cartoons that i have wanted to see in a solid chunk clean like even yeah, pirates I mean, can't get the good stuff when it comes to these titles yeah, because some of that stuff's just never been officially released. Now, this um, this stuff kind of came to everyone's attention. Um, uh, Disney Plus was uh, released early in the Netherlands, I think, and so like they they didn't like make a big announcements like, oh, check it out, we've got all the old Marvel shows. Like it was just people discovered it mm-hmm. that it was like, oh crap, this stuff is on this service. Like what else is here? And like they looked for all of that old '90s Marvel stuff, and it was like. All of it's there. It, it started with you know, the original X-Men cartoon. And I was like, okay, the that cartoon that everybody loves, like that was a huge hit back in the day. It was. So then you have, um, uh, okay, well, what else? Well, Spider-Man, right? That's the next one. And Spider-Man, sure as shit, there's Spider-Man. It's there. And then <laughs> I mean, you have, there was Spider-Man 81, 94, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which if I'm not mistaken was mid-70s. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited, Spider-Woman 1979, like... But then you have, like, the later stuff, like Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. Right. I think those were originally on UPN, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty decent, you know? They, they, were, they were bad shows. Uh, Silver Surfer's on there. Which was... Which was, like, really meant, strange. Not meant for children. <laughs> I watched that it, was, it aired on, yeah, it aired on, like, Fox Kids, and it was like... Gee, why why didn't this one catch on? Oh, because it's super dour. <laughs> super, super dour. Um, what I did notice, and it was because it was brought to my attention in one of like the comment sections, the only thing that is missing 
and I don't know if you were a part of this trend, but I had all of the old on VHS Marvel cartoons. Oh yeah, like prior to prior to the X Men, man. Yes, like that. Those things, they're not listed, but they can be included in a lot of these titles. Um, I remember like the uh, Captain America, the Incredible Hulk, Spider Man. Like that's where, like Spider Man, Spider Man, that that song. That's where it came from. Yeah, like I. That's. I would love to see a cleaned up version of those. No, I just want to see it, it again. It doesn't necessarily need to be cleaned up. I had the VHS tape for a very long time, and I think my mother still has it. it this, so far in my opinion, from what I've seen, Disney Plus has the most bang for its buck. Oh, it's not even close. Wise. Yeah, not even close. The, the the amount of content on here, plus, you know, you're factoring in all the Disney movies. Like we were just talking on the break that, uh, you know, I went right to this list and started looking for all the Tron stuff, mm-hmm. and both Tron movies are there, and the excellent animated series, um, which was, man, that was that was tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Tron. Like the original Tron is, is the original Tron is a boring ass movie yes it is <laughs> there's just there's no two ways about it that movie is boring but you know i fucking love that movie <laughs> i love that stupid movie with all my heart it is it, it's just it puts me in a, a peaceful place it is just a a darn good piece of video game entertainment right yep. i love that movie i love me some jeff bridges you know it's it's just it's just good stuff so with that movie being what it is, uh, then Tron Legacy came out, and I thought it was great. I really, really liked that movie. It's not flawless. It's got problems, just like the original Tron does. But um, I really, really liked that movie and was completely heartbroken that it didn't... It's, it's, it sucks. It's not even that movie didn't perform well. But that movie performed very well. They they made their money on that movie. Mm-hmm. It was the other stuff, like Tomorrowland, that failed. And then he, Disney was just like, all right, we're getting out of sci-fi. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We're just we're just not playing this game anymore. It's like, but no, this one didn't have anything to do with that. And you set it up as a trilogy. Finish it for crying out loud. And no, no. no, sorry. Screw you. But they made this animated series that was like, it was so ugly it was just had the ugliest freaking art style it was very uh peter chung like eon flux-esque and it's just like it does not work but i watched it because i was a huge fan of tron and i was like well what is this about and then like bruce boxball boxleitner shows up doing the voice of tron and like that character showed back up on the show like tron was in the show i was like oh man this is actually really good. What what the hell? <laughs> what, and, uh, what are it, you doing to me? It wound. It, I watched every single episode every week and was just like, this is out of this world. I can't believe how good this is. And then it got canned before it could resolve. And it was a real bummer because that was good stuff. But well, see, so yeah, all the Tron stuff's on there. Yeah. Color color me impressed. <laughs> I mean, the the list is impressive. The, the, the thing that I, I'm not... That I'm worried about is original content, but it is Disney, so I'm sure the they're not really. Uh, all of the other streaming services are promoting how much they're doing with the new stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what we have coming. Check this out. Look at this. This is who we have on board, and 
I get it. Disney's like, well, check this out. We have the entirety of your life on tape right here for you to watch. Go ahead. Well, Go and ahead. not only that, but they have all the stuff that they make. Like, yes. They don't make it for Disney Plus, but they make a lot of original content. Mm. And this is where you go to stream it. So I don't, I don't think they have anything to be you know concerned about as far as like make it now. Oh, no, they don't make enough original content. Like, well, what difference does it make? They make tons of original content, just not exclusive to Disney Plus. And it doesn't have to be, you know. This is where you go to get Frozen. This is where you go to get Moana. This is where you go. Those right, kids, those enough. shows that your kids need to watch over and over again, they're here. The, the, the Disney backlog is here. I didn't go through all the movies, but I think all the major movies are there. I saw Aladdin. Well, When in Rome. Wally. I saw Aladdin, the new Aladdin. Thanks to your service, I watched the new Aladdin. And Listen, I it, it was stop dumb. it. They looked like they had a really good time with it. And not all of them. They all. <laughs> Will Smith looked bored, and the guy who played Jafar was just like, "Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, what? Did this guy like they, woke I, up and had like half a cup of decaf. Is this what you're talking about? <laughs> this is Jafar. I, no, see, like I disagree. I feel like Will. The look on Will Smith's face most of the time, to me, portrayed him having a, a, a good time, and that's what mattered to me. The music, I. <clears throat> This is totally side noting. I would have been happier with them making new music, not taking the original music and changing the tempos. Like, because they kept, they would do the original songs, but then as your brain is singing it, because you've heard it for so many years, their cadence was different, which was off putting. But, yeah, whatever. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news. We're going <laughs> to. We, we train wreck deadline.com okay um uzo aduba thank you fargo <laughs> uzo aduba to co-star in season four of fx anthology series so we'll cover a couple of pieces with this one uh we have her um chris rock was also talked right yeah chris rock and um oh damn it Hold on, gotta scroll. Timothy. Oliphant, that's it. Off with his pants. <laughs> I mean, this Fargo is is setting up to be a thing. Season what three? It kind of always is, isn't yeah, it? I think it is. Every every time. Is it season three? No, season four. Four. Um there is a, a weird sort of ramp up. I every time a, a new season of this comes up, they keep throwing these major people at it. And then I don't watch it or I don't hear much about it after the fact, which is weird. Like we heard a lot of a lot about, you know, Dark Crystal. Oh, my God. This is the most amazing thing ever. OK. Not so much on the Fargo side. There are those that really, really like it, but there was no zeitgeist around it kind of thing. Um, I feel like around when it first started airing, there was some of that. Like, there, this show did get a lot of buzz when it first came on. Right, but now we're in season four. And it's still getting seasons, so clearly I, it's doing like, something, I didn't, right? Re I don't remember there... I do remember there being a two. I don't remember there being a season three. So, but either way, it looks interesting. Uh, the, the story is set in the 1950s, where... Um, an Italian-led and an African-American-led uh, 
like gangs in New York, it feels like a gangs in New York style kind of like they're two criminal syndicates, one of which is run by Chris Rock. Um, did they say who ran the uh, Donatello Fada? I don't know who that is. Um, runs the Italian syndicate, and they Ooh. sort of struck up a a, a, a a deal with each other, like you know, a ceasefire, if you will, and that's where the the story goes from there. Um, outside of the Oliphant news saying that he's appearing hold on i'm scrolling where is he they didn't say what his character is going to be they said his name but yeah okay other than that. so yeah the, it was a a, a a lot of information about his previous stuff but yes he is also joining the cast i mean i'll watch it just for 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 timothy i like him a lot i think he is a the oliphant in the room the oliphant. <laughs> one of the best titles um so yeah uh, does it say when? Let's click back to this. Do uh, uh, uh. I really liked season one of this show? I never got around to watching any more of it. I don't think. I'm just glad to see Uzo Duba getting to do something else. Yeah, because she was amazing on Orange Is the New Black. She did a number of like she's got a a, a bunch of other credits in here too that I was Orange Is the New Black. Goodness, there was there was. Wish I could find it now, but she had there was uh, it might not even be in this piece because there was a couple of other ones um, that were surprising to me. So, but yeah, like I know she's done a ton of stuff, just not necessarily stuff that I've watched. Right, right, right. Um, but it looks like this Fargo will be on next year. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. So. Production begins this fall in Chicago for, for a premiere on FX in 2020. Okay. We'll keep an eye out for it. i got to scroll back up. We're jumping all around the news feed today. Uh, where are we? All right. ScreenRant.com tells us the information that we apparently were all waiting for and didn't realize that Supernatural is finally bringing back Adam Winchester after 10 years. Were you not waiting for this? I totally forgot about him. Oh, my God. Well, effort, I mean, poor Adam Winchester. <laughs> I remember, like, when, when I saw this, I went, oh, shit, yeah, they did have another brother. He was a half-brother, but a brother nonetheless. Um, yeah, so he's supposed to be coming back uh, in season 15. We don't know why. We don't know how. Um, but spoilers, apparently all of hell has been unleashed. And mm-hmm. wasn't he in hell? Yep. So he's not going to be very happy to see them. No, probably not. <laughs> Poor Dean. I think it was Dean's call that he like had to be sacrificed. Right. But oh, so they. And they've been back to hell since then. Yeah, they've they made were, the trip at back. One point, they could have picked him up. At one point, they were friends with the king of hell. Like that's this true. is overdue <laughs> maybe that's why i forgot he existed because everybody in that show forgot he existed see <laughs> not just me um so yep season 15 he's gonna show up at some point in time not know why not know how but keep in mind it is the last season and god and his sister are back yep so yeah lots of reverting to 
stuff that we're comfortable with and maybe getting some resolution on some things that we forgot about. And people are going to die. Yeah, apparently. It was, but don't people die every season? Yeah. I mean, there, I think, are three episodes in Supernatural canon where no one dies. <laughs> Just I love three. that you know that. I mean, it's a frequent uh, like Tumblr post that I see passed around on my fandom pages. <laughs> Just three. Everything else, someone, every other one, <clears throat> someone does. As an example of what is wrong with the supernatural fandom that we just like, oh, like it's easier for us to count episodes where no one dies. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, moving on. Tor.com. HBO announces premiere date for His Dark Materials. Um, I, it's going to be uh, November 4th. And I watched the trailer again. And this does look really good so good his materials are very dark very dark and it it looks very interesting so yeah i am probably going to check that out um this is this looks a lot more interesting than the dark crystal yes also looks way more interesting than the movie so yeah which was pretty universally panned it was books are supposed to be pretty fun pretty fun though that's what it's yes i would like to read the books I'm sure they're still available. Um, <laughs> HBO. <laughs> it, nope. Every copy's nope, been burned. All gone. All gone. Uh, it, what is the HBO streaming service? No. HBO Max HBO Plus. <laughs> Max Plus. Ampersand. HBO Plus. HBO Plus Alpha. What is H- it? What? HBO 2 Turbo Plus Alpha. Like, <laughs> HBO, HBO 2 Capcom. Electric Boogaloo. What is the when I you know how when I type whether it's texting or whatnot and I do the three dots what's that called? An ellipsis. An ellipsis. Okay, I always forget that and I use it all the time. Um. So yeah, adaptation of Philip Pullman's classic young adult fantasy trilogies, getting a TV show, which had a movie which was not good. We've covered all this, but it's saying on HBO. So is it not going straight to their streaming? I think everything on HBO is straight to their streaming, isn't it? I don't. I, I don't know. Is their streaming debuted yet? I don't. I. I there's too many. There's, it's, there's too it's many. Too we don't diffi- know. Diffi- don't ask us. We don't know. HBO Max. Well, it's coming HBO November fourth. So and check, if you haven't seen it, check out the trailer that's linked in this. It's 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 good. Uh, we covered the classic Marvel animation series coming to Disney Plus. Uh, ah, okay. Next up, IGN.com. Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot debut trailer and premiere date. I, okay, so I remember Are You Afraid of the Dark. I don't remember it being this scary. Well, I think that's kind of the... Kind of the point. Why? Wait, since explain that the uh, the kid the kids these days they're not as impressed with the uh, the scary stuff that we thought was scary when we were kids. So they're more desensitized. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. Because this looked objectively horrifying as I watched this trailer. I because I was not I you know the kids sitting around the campfire throwing that stuff, making the fire, and then telling a scary story. This, I don't remember the stories coming to life. I just, I remember the show 
doing a pictorial representation of the story that they are telling. This show looks to be like they told the story and then the next day they wake up and those same kids are involved. Like it came to life. Well, you know, Nickelodeon loves re- unnecessarily reimagining the concepts behind their old TV shows. Like, remember Legends of the Hidden Temple? It wasn't, you know, a, a competition show anymore. It was just, sure, let's just tell a story. Let's do that. All right. Um, check out the trailer. It looks good. Uh, it, 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 it's scary. Um, the kids yeah. seem pretty witty. So, yeah. Uh, the first of his three-hour-long episodes on Friday, October 11th at 7 p.m. with parts two and three set to air the 18th and the 25th, respectively. I kind of like that they're doing this on the Friday night in that time slot. I just, because I remember being a kid and, like, not being old enough to, like, go do things on a weekend, but it, there was something cool to look forward to on that night. TGI Fridays? Whether it was TGI Friday or Saturday Night Nick or whatever Snick. it was. Snick, Good old Snick. It was like, you know, older kids are out doing whatever they're doing. God knows I was I was a good kid. I don't know what you bad kids were doing. Um, I was at home watching Snick. Well, I don't mean you specifically. I yeah, know no. you're a nerd. I, I, was yeah, the, I, I was possibly even more boring than you. <laughs> I was staying up till one in the morning to watch Syphil and Alley. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's more boring. Um, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, uh, that that block of time that was specifically designated for family, like family television watching. That that produced a lot of very entertaining sitcoms and whatnot that we don't see anymore. Like. That whole TGI Friday, all of that stuff. They don't. They're not doing anything like that now. <laughs> they're just reviving all those shows on Netflix. Yeah. So, see how this goes. It looks. It uh, not, not for, It does look really good. It does. It. It seems to be paying proper homage to the original, and they're updating it for the more desensitized children of today. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's do. Oh, okay. Uh, et etonline.com brings us Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey launching the office themed podcast, recapping every episode. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Great idea. I'm surprised this hasn't been done yet. You know, I'm sure it has, just not by anyone People official. People who are actually, yeah, and involved in the show. That's right. Josh Molina has been doing that West Wing one for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, it's a it's it's a great idea. I'm sure it's going to do really well. I'm sure it's going to be super interesting, and there's some pretty good personalities to be involved in it. So yeah, and they're actually like besties in real life. Yeah, that was the the interesting part to me. Like they seem to be they seem to have a rapport that is beyond the show and this podcast. So it's going to be it's going it, to it's fodder for good stuff. Um, it's going to be on Earwolf, which is a podcasting network. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you will be able to get it on all of your podcatchers right after you listen to all of ours. <clears throat> Next up, Variety.com. Smooth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Couldn't even tell. Uh, Variety.com tells us Jane Lynch and Cindy Lauper are developing a Golden Girls-style comedy for Netflix. Netflix has is not has not said this 
yet because they, I don't want to say refused comment, but they didn't comment on it yet because they were reached out to. But Jane Lynch says, yeah, we came up with this idea. I pitched it to Netflix. They said, yes. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm on board. I I would like to see this pair do something. I, I never, like, it was the thing I didn't know I needed, you know? Well, we all knew we needed a new Golden Girls. Like, that sure. was just a given. Sure. But who knew that we needed Jane Lynch and uh, Cindy Lauper to team up on something? I didn't. That was a surprise to me, because when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that adds up. Yeah. I like those two. Let's do it. Um, I'm curious. Like, I... I want it to be four. Like I really, I just want it to be a Golden Girls like reboot. But I'm, I, I, who are the other two? Hmm. I mean, can we? We can still use Betty White, right? I, like, I, can she be the Sophia? Yeah, that's what I'm talking right about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going. Bring Betty White back. I'm like, the 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 stock in this will soar. It's just a given. Betty White equals better. And honestly, if they're going to, if they just straight up redo the Golden Girls, there's this just insane uh, fan base for that show that makes very little, like, it makes there's a very lot of people who, yeah, they love it ironically, and there's other people who love it because it was genuinely a, a fantastic sitcom, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a large contingent of, like, ironic lovers of the Golden Girls. There and, is a uh, pop set? There's yeah, a, Funko Pops, there's a board game, there's all kinds of stuff. There was a t-shirt at Walmart that I almost bought, but it was in like this weird seafoam color. Had it been in any other color, I would have purchased it. And it was like, this is my group or this is my tribe. And it was a picture of all the girls. I was like, it's shocking the fan base for these people, this show. It's Dan. Yeah. Dan Ryan. Dan is a humongous <laughs> Golden Girls fan, and I'm pretty sure it's ironic no he loves it (sighs) all right let's move on to the next one this is the first time we will be making this reference the rap.com brings us the information that saved by the bell reboot with mario lopez and elizabeth berkeley to debut on nbcu's streaming service called peacock There are so many things about this article that bother me. Let's start at the top. Why are we rebooting Saved by the Bell? Who's asking for that? (laughs) Two, why would NBC make their streaming service include the word cock? It's a bold move, but NBC is a bold network. NBC is bold the right word. word? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, I mean, as to, to your first question, um, Fuller House. Fuller House costs like 35 bucks an episode to make. Well, they had to pay they a bunch of people to come back. ton off of that. That show did so ridiculously well. So, all right, let's look at it. Full House, Saved by the Bell. Done. All right. Let's remake Saved by the Bell. It's a pilot on sequel series. They just brought back the Beverly Hills 90210 like mm-hmm. like it's of course nothing is sacred everything from that like they've they've exhausted the, the 80s I think and now they're moving on to the 90s <sighs> um according to this uh <laughs> where I want to <clears throat> would California Governor Zach Morris 
Zach Morris is trash. Let that soak in for a second. Gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools. He proposes they send the affected students to the highest performing schools in the state, including, you guessed it, Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Because, of course, Zach Morris would be closing schools. Yes. Yeah. Because Zach Morris is trash. trash. And um, I think we should actually post that because you... Did you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you've never seen that web series, it's outstanding. There is a funnier die web series. The link will be in the show notes for, uh, a, 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 um, I guess you can call it a video show about how horrible Zach Morris is. And it breaks it out point for point per episode. There's some. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a web series and it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We were I, at one point in time trying to figure out why, um, it's what is it's Mario Lopez, but what's uh what was his name? AC Slater. AC Slater, and Jesse are back. Are they teachers? What are they teaching? Are they together? Like there are so many unanswered questions. I need to know. Is Mr. Belding coming back? Of course he is. He's not doing anything else. Um, the real question: Will Dustin Diamond be returning? Will they let him out of prison? Because I think he was arrested. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. Dustin Diamond. Uh, I mean, he was in the new class. He was. You know, he was. Uh, he was the the teach. He was a teacher, or the new principal, or some crap like that. He was also in the college years. Yeah. So wait, Saved by the Bell was in the school. Then they went to the beach. Was that the still OG? Saved that was by still the- Saved by the Bell. Okay. Yeah. Then they went to college, where that where it was like a Revenge of the Nerds kind of feel to it. Then they had the new class, and now this, whatever this may be. Oh boy. So yeah, um So NBC video on demand streaming service. This is the first thing that we're hearing out from them. Um they're also apparently redoing uh Punky Brewster and or yeah, I don't want to say redoing. They're 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 um continuing the Punky Brewster story. Um, and they're rebooting this, Battlestar Galactica. The saga. The saga that is Punky The Brewster. legend continues. Um, so, yeah. They, they, they're original content on the Peacock. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing we're mentioning on the break, though, thinking about all the stuff that, that NBC has to offer, like all the must-see TV over the mm-hmm. years, like, it, there's there's a lot of potential here for you know when those contracts expire. Like I know that uh, who just paid a, was, it was an Apple who just paid a crap load of money for Friends. It was like it was five hundred five hundred thousand no five hundred million something like that four hundred million. It was it was million? a lot yeah. for Friends and uh, Seinfeld just went to um uh H. No, now that's what Netflix got to replace Friends is they got all of Seinfeld. And I think Seinfeld was an NBC thing, too. Very possible. It was. Like, they've got, there is a ton of, like, really, really top tier, like, the things that people binge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the Peacock is eventually going to have, once their current contracts expire, Parks and Rec and uh, The Office. Yep. Like, it's pretty damn big, you know? So, I, that brings us to the next 
article, TheVerge.com, tells us um, NBC Universal streaming service is called Peacock. Um, they are all of those things in which you said, but the service will also feature blockbuster and critically acclaimed films from Universal Pictures, Focus Features, DreamWorks Animation, Illumination, and Hollywood's biggest studios. Like, in tw- April 2020, they're going to have over 15,000 hours of content. So, and that's still with a number of their licenses taken by others. And once those expire, they will just fold them right in. Yeah, I mean, like, every time you... I know a lot of people like to say, like, oh, man, Disney owns everything. It's like, well, they own a lot. But there's a lot that they don't own, too, mm-hmm. and it's some pretty big stuff. Yep. Well, there it is. I, it's just, it's, it's disheartening to see streaming services go the way of cable. It's exactly what's Yeah, happening. I mean, people wanted a la carte for years. Well, guess what? Now you got a la carte. Are you happy? Because I'm not. Because no. I mean, I'm, I'm happier than I was, but right. I'm not. But we're gonna have to pick and choose which services we can afford to pay for, and we're gonna be either it, it, right back in the same boat of paying astronomical amounts to get everything that we want, or you know, just not have everything. Yeah, and like I guess the uh, the eventuality that I wanted that I didn't, you know, I didn't see coming with this was that there would be so many there would be so many options with so much good content, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, that's the problem with cable is, like, well, yeah, I'm paying for, like, 350 channels, of which I watch five, and four of those channels only have one show that I like on it. And meanwhile, we're just like, well, I don't need Hulu because there's not much I want on there, but there's a lot I watch on Netflix, and there's a lot I'm going to want to watch on Disney+, Plus, and there's probably a lot that I'm going to want to watch on Peacock and whatever the hell else. Like, and Apple TV Plus and, Apple TV and Plus HBO Max. And Amazon Prime. At least, well, I mean, Amazon Prime, you, you get the whole... The Amazon Prime isn't just the streaming service, so that, that only half counts. But at the end of the day, I never expected there to be this much good content out there. So it's like, it is a shitty problem, but it's... I'm sorry, I'm you know, cursing up a storm tonight. Um, but it's I like... like it, I'm okay with it. It's better... It, it's it, There are worse problems to have with this kind of stuff, you know? Like, sure, it's it's... It sucks, but it's it is still it is still somewhat better than cable. Like I'm I'm not thrilled about it, but it's I don't know, man. It's it is a very strange, and uh, I did not see did didn't see this coming. We're gonna end up paying the same amount that we did for cable, but we will have for all these services for all of these services. Granted, depending on how the services are set up, we can pick and choose what we watch when we want to watch it, kind of thing, which is great. But we will still be paying full price for services that we only watch a mere fraction of. Yeah, which is, you know, to our end, we're probably not going to wind up with most of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, because we know what we're going to, we know what we have time to watch, and it's not a ton. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this also, like, the, a, a problem that you might have being where you are and your cable provider is different that well your cable provider and your internet provider are are different lines coming into your house i don't know how your cable is more reliable than your internet and if all of this stuff switches over to streaming those that don't have the best internet connections on the planet are are going to it's going to be difficult 
Well, then they're just going to come in, improve the service, charge us more for it, and, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's a problem, but it's not a permanent problem. It's just a problem that we're going to have to pay even more to make go away. But to to also continue on, on this line of thought, we've all seen the meme that sh- was showing around recently about like, uh, well, these streaming services are great, and you put the pirate hat away, and then all of a sudden there's like, oh, well, hello, old friend. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it just is is exactly what it is. They're uh, they're they're creating an environment where people are going to want to pirate pirate stuff again, you know, because. I I'm perfectly fine if I could get you know a reasonable price for the uh, the the services that I want to get the content that I want. I don't mind paying for it. I really don't. But that's not going to be an option at some at a certain point. It's just going to be like, well, there is too much stuff that I want that I'm not going to pay for that I'm not going to want to pay for. So you're going to get a lot of people pirating stuff, and mm-hmm. it just is the way of things. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about pirating and the service that he uses he he pays for you know to have security or to have vpn what whatever so in turn to get exactly what he wants he is willing to pay and it's close to what like the base cable price would be still a monthly fee coming out but the, it's being it's 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 giving the option to get what you want when you want it kind of thing. And, yeah. And now we're going to be paying for services to get what we want when we want it, but it's going to be considerably more. Like I I haven't put ma- pen to paper yet to do the math about if you wanted to get all of the streaming services. Hmm. You know that ain't gonna be cheap. No, it's not. Let, let's say, average it out at eight, nine bucks a piece. I can think of five right off the top of my head. That's there you go. It's fifty bucks, and that's not even close to it being all. And that's stuff that you don't have. Like it's not yours. You're you're in essence renting it, kind of thing. Because when you stop paying for it, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Nah. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Deadline.com. American Gods casting. Uh, American Gods adds Marilyn Manson for season three role of Star's Drama. I don't know if I would have picked Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah, Um, a bit of a shock. As I was reading it, I say, okay, sort of makes sense. He is playing um, the, the death metal viking uh character and i get it um i i just i feel like the character of marilyn manson will go i think what is his real name is like brian something um will go way over the top to be marilyn manson kind of thing have you seen him in anything no yeah, he's he doesn't Outside of Marilyn Manson. No. Yeah, no, he doesn't do that. He was on Sons of Anarchy for a little while, and yeah. it was just like you didn't even know it was him. Okay, it was, it was just he was just playing a part. Okay, yeah, you know, he's he's a perfectly fine actor. I'm not a fan 
I am not a fan of Marilyn Manson as, as a musician. Any of his work, I didn't like any of his old music, I didn't like any of his old videos. I think his cover of Sweet Dreams is crap. But, uh, I, you know, he's, I've seen him in things before, and it's just like, oh, wow, that is Marilyn Manson. Huh. And he's just like some dude. So, yeah, it's not. Do you remember? I wouldn't wouldn't think twice about it. Remember a while? This is a while ago where there was the rumor that Marilyn Manson was the kid from. Oh man, Jeez, there was a show where it's not Boy Meets World. Is stuck in my head. Small wonder. No, fuck. Is it gonna bother me? There, it was. I know a, what you're talking about. I remember something to this effect. It was. God damn it, Boy Meets World is so stuck in my head right now. It's the kid from Princess Bride at the very beginning of that movie. Fred Savage. Fred Savage was in a television show. Wonder Years. Yes. The Wonder Years, his best friend. Paul. (laughs) You see, this is why we work together, people. (laughs) That Paul was Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Did you Google that as I was trying to work it out in my brain? No, and that was not at all the, uh, (laughs) what I thought where I thought this was going. Not not at all. That's what the, what, there was another rumor that Marilyn Manson was someone else? Yeah, (laughs) somebody far more obscure than like a very recognizable named actor. Yeah. All right. It's like as soon as IMDB existed, that was very easy to disprove. Yeah, very much so. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, goodmorningamerica.com. Uh, sad news. Uh, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek says he's undergoing chemotherapy again after numbers went sky high. So apparently, uh, he and his doctors, well, his doctor said that he had leveled off. He had gotten back to a place where it was pre-cancer and they took him off of chemotherapy. Uh, off of chemotherapy and then just put him on um, immunotherapy. And then he lost a bunch of weight and his numbers skyrocketed again. They're apparently much higher than it was before he went on chemotherapy for the first round. So he is going back on chemo. Um, It's, it's a shame. He is, he, I remember there being a, a, a story about him doing much better um, he is dealing with a lot of uh, pain and fatigue, and but he is continuing on with doing Jeopardy. He's going to do Jeopardy as long as he can, and you know, with support and and whatnot, we hope he makes it through. I think he said three years. He's got he's got to host Jeopardy for the next three years, and then he's good. So, hmm. best of luck to him. Best of luck. All right. Oh, okay. Here's that story that you were talking about, Chris. Uh, Parks and Rec moving to exclusively to NBC Universal streamer, just not right now. And see, this is this is the selling point for me for Peacock is like I cannot live my life without having access to Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. Thirty Rock, That's... Brooklyn Nine Nine, Cheers, Frasier, and Saturday Night Live are all going to NBC or are all going to Peacock. I don't want to call it Peacock. I would actually prefer to call it NBCU. So, yeah, that's another laundry list of things. Um, the Office, I, I said that. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Everybody Loves Raymond, Yay. Will and Grace, King of Queens. 
Cheers, Frazier. Married with children. That's a lot of... That's, that, I always thought that was a Fox it, property. It but. was, or it was aired on Fox. I think Fox was the only one that took the chance on it that it was made by someone else. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that, especially back in the, back day. In the day. There was like a lot of like, well... You know, we made this, this we can't this put is it airing on, on NBC, but it's actually a CBS or some other right. garbage. So yeah, once now that all of those licensings will settle out and it's they actually have license deals with Hulu through twenty twenty four. So once that clears out, then it'll all go over or you know, as that stuff is removed from Hulu, it will go over to Peacock. Um, so yeah, I, they, oh, there it is. Uh, Netflix earlier this year to to Peacock pulled the office back from Netflix earlier this year in a five year deal worth 500 million. Uh, Warner media, Warner media's HBO max did the same with friends in a packed value at North of 400 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. It is. Um, Trump changed these people. It's true. Uh, it's funny because they keep saying uh, over 15,000 hours of content. And then like the last line of this article says NBCU is rounding out Peacock's offering with 3,000 hours of Telemundo programming. <laughs> so there. That's a, that's a big one. It is. It, 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 it's true. Like that stuff is, it's, it's soap operas. It's what it is. And that's kind I believe of. believe they're called telenovelas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, indie films. It's just I'm just looking at to see. There's a lot of stuff that it, it's all going to be shifting around. We just have to wait till the dust settles to see what's where. Um, the only one that we've gotten a cohesive line for lineup for is is uh, Disney Plus. So uh, here's another one. Deadline.com. Uh, Psych the movie two. <laughs> Uh, push to 2020 moves to NBCU streamer and gets title. Um, the title Psych 2, Lassie Come Home. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the site, uh, that was supposed to come out this year. So now they're just going to hold it for the new streaming service. So it's another thing to add to that list. Damn. See, now NBCU is... You know, like they're, they're tipping that scale. And the next one, even though it doesn't matter much to us, Variety.com tells us that HBO Max sets massive deal to exclusively stream Big Bang Theory. <laughs> now, we don't like it, but it is a hugely popular show. That is a huge get for HBO Max. Because... Whatever. That was a CBS show. That was, well... It was aired on CBS, and CBS, I guess, didn't. Um, does it say who Warner Media Entertainment performed? Does it say who made the show? Is it CBS? Because they have their own streaming service. Why would they not do that? Hmm. I have absolutely no idea. That's weird. But that is a huge get. Um, problem with HBO Max is it's seems to be the most expensive of the services uh somewhere around the $15 range. That's a lot of Cuz it's HBO. Yeah. It's not TV. No, it's not. It's HBO. 
Big Bang Theory it just keeps saying that it was aired on CBS curious as to who the production company was I think it's whatever Chuck Lorre's production company is yeah but would they own that I don't know and if they did now they can just do whatever they want because that's a lot of money Ah, all right, Guardian.com. Oh, okay, yeah, this was, this was a dis, a, an upsetting article. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, Eccleston reveals he is lifelong anorexic. Whoa, hold on. Something just popped up on my screen. Um, Doctor Who actor writes about living with dysmorphia and depression in his autobiography. Um, Karen, as a, a Whovian, was this known information? Nope. No. That's a shame. Uh, and it's it's quite a bummer because, um, I don't know, you would think that being, you know, being responsible for reviving Doctor Who would be a positive thing for him, but he was struggling with this while he was filming it, and apparently a lot of it came through in his performance, right. which is great for the show, but not great for him. And if I had to choose, I would not choose for someone to have to suffer wow, in absolutely. order to give a great performance great performance um i think it's awesome that he's being open about it because um this kind of like these kinds of issues with body um body image uh are not commonly discussed for men but it's totally you know it's totally a thing Mm -hmm. so uh good good on him for being open about it yeah and it's 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 odd that it is so not spoken about all right so i get it being a male and you know that mindset of not being able to be open or honest with oneself or with anyone else having to have a a a front or a face on if you will but everybody has the ability to deal or has the possibility of dealing with you know body image issues you know personally i've dealt with weight gain and weight loss for most of my life and I I see something different in the mirror than other people see. I don't I have I am one of the lucky ones that I have the I I don't travel down that path and I don't deal with I don't have depression over it, but I just see things differently. Um it is a shame that he dealt with this for as long as he has and now he's coming out with it. it it's it's a shame that it, it couldn't be he couldn't get the help earlier. Uh, but it is good that he is coming out now and he is making it more known so that hopefully it's not as horrible of a stigma as it could be or it is. It's a shame that, you know, just because you're a guy, you can't openly talk about stuff like that. Um, in the article, there is information for help and, advi- uh, and advice with eating disorders in the UK, um, in Australia. So like this a lot of information if anybody that you you know or that you yourself may be dealing with depression or or anything of the sort please reach out to one of those and, and get the help that you that you need and that you deserve all right deadline.com <laughs> i feel like this is a mistake but i'm going to read it anyway hogan's hero sequel series in the works from al rudy village roadshow and rough house pictures I remember Hogan's Heroes being not not able to be done today. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is it is 
if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, but it's it it was a product of its time. Yeah. Well, I yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, but it is they you know everything is everything nothing is up on the is sacred. Job. You know, mm-hmm. nothing is sacred. So, um, reimagined single uh, the reimagined version will be a single camera action adventure comedy series set in present day, focusing on the descendants of the original heroes now scattered around the world who team up for a global treasure hunt. So it's <laughs> not the original show. <laughs> But it'll have the title. So, okay. Is what it is. Uh, the original show, blah, blah, blah. Seems like a pretty like loose premise to be calling it Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hogan's Heroes is part of the Reichert Library. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about when or where. Or even why. Well, it never says why. Um, it's because it's a name that we recognize. That's why. So... Yeah, keep an eye. If you're interested in Hogan's Heroes or a loose interpretation of Hogan's Heroes, there you go. <sighs> All right. Um, next up is the laundry list of stuff. This one, where did I get this one from? Slashfilm.com. Like pages and pages and pages and pages of titles available on Disney Plus, uh, all of the movies and the television show lineup. So if you're trying to weigh things out and figure out what streaming service this is a good thing to check out so you know what you're signing up for damn there's a lot of movies every time i stop like i do that the scroll wheel every time i stop there's like the page is filled with at least 70 percent of the titles that i recognize i mean i don't i don't recognize wendy Wu homecoming warrior but i do recognize what about bob Yay, I love What About Bob. <laughs> so, there you go. Such a classic, so underrated. I actually, we live in a, you know, beachy, touristy kind of destination place. And I actually own the Don't Hassle Me, I'm Local t-shirt. Nice, nice. <laughs> Willow. I, it's, yeah. Disney Plus seems to be the right thing to, it's doing, it's, it, they seem to be winning so far in my head, but what do I know? Uh, all right, finally. Oh, I didn't read this one, Karen. Okay. All right, so Variety.com lets us know Downton Abbey movie sequel produces team tease that they have some ideas. Explain. Yep. <laughs> well, um, the Downton Abbey movie will be coming out this Friday, the day after you hear this podcast. And uh, they're already saying, yeah, if this movie does well, we have ideas for more movies. And I say, yes. <laughs> I'm currently in the middle of season five of six of Downton Abbey. I think I'm going to be able to finish the whole rewatch by the time the movie comes out. Not that I have a chance to see it this weekend, but whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, more Downton Abbey. That's fine with me. <laughs> There's no shortage. The way this show and the way they, the way they do their storytelling really opens it up to be able to revisit this world every so often because the seasons there's definitely like a chunk of time happening between seasons like it'll be 1921 then it'll be 1924 okay like, so it's not it's not linear it's it's linear but it's like not you know they don't show every minute of everyone's lives they show like you know these four months is one season and then like you know, a year and a half later, the next season is. Oh, okay. Like, 
I didn't you know, realize time that. progresses. And it's since it's a historical drama, it's like, okay, and we know what things were happening in the world during these times. So we can fast forward to the next like interesting point in history and find out what's going on with these characters in relation to that event. Gotcha. Like the season that I'm in right now, there was a character who disappeared in um, pre-World War II Germany. And it turns out he was beat to death by the brown shirts. Like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. See, there are a lot of statements in that that whole thing that you just said, a lot of words that I understood uh-huh. them independently. But when you put them all together, I got confused. <laughs> so, Well, the point is that I think there are boundless opportunities to return to Down Abbey and uh I'm okay with them. So doing it as many times as they want to. Six seasons and two movies, is that what we're shooting for? At least. If not more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They I you are a fan of Down Abbey, so there you go. If you're saying yes to it, I'm gonna just agree with you. Who am I to That's argue? the right thing to do. You are no one to argue. I am not I am not a person to argue i never argue you're wrong anywho there it is that's it that's all we got for news we have officially made it through another podcast so chris yes you with me you can get in touch with us at malikgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on facebook at geekade subscribe to to our wait Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels uh, for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can our lovely listeners find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can our listeners find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekate.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. All right, Karen. <laughs> I realized that it was my turn about... Mm, 10 minutes before we went on the air. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, I had an idea in the in the uh, tank. Um, this weekend is the Emmys. Okay. Uh, and so I just gave out my Twitter handle, which is shoot underscore the underscore moon. I will probably be there live tweeting the Emmys while I watch them on Sunday night. Sunday night, Eastern Standard Time, if anybody's international. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think... We will be hearing a lot and seeing a lot of wins for a show called Fleabag. Okay. Uh, which I think you two are both not familiar with, and that's time. it's time for that to change. Okay. okay. Uh, so uh, there's really nowhere to start with this show, but at the beginning. So we're going to go season one, episode one, which does not have an episode title because it's a British show. Uh, <laughs> so it's season one, episode one of Fleabag on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. All right, there you go, people. There's your homework. Fleabag, season one, episode one. And apparently we are getting in right under the wire for the the Emmys nod that will... Yeah, jump on the the Fleabag train before it leaves Emmys station. (laughs) All right, there you go. Thank you so much for joining us this week. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. 
I'm Karen. I just unlocked Eggplant Man. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.